Welcome to the Horns Up Half Hour, Cedar Hill ISD's podcast about scholars, staff, and community. Our guests will be individuals from the district and the community. This podcast is for anyone interested in expanding their knowledge of all things CHISD. Hello, this is Michael Sudhalter, host of the Horns Up Half Hour podcast. And um, today we have uh, board president Robert Riggs and uh, board vice president Gail Sims with us today. How are y'all doing? Doing good. Doing well. Good, good. And I know we have a bunch of things to talk about today, and usually we have a lot of positive things uh, for the most part on this um, podcast, but unfortunately we have to, um, you know, address an unfortunate um, issue is that our bond measures uh, didn't go the way we had uh, hoped or planned, but, um, you know, now we have to kind of talk about moving forward, so... um, what I know maybe a little bit early for that, but what are um, kind of your thoughts going forward from that? That's great. Well, I know in, in a letter that I sent out to all the staff and to the rest of the trustees, you know, I know it is easy to be discouraged and disappointed in the outcome and to recognize just the, uh, that we need to make a different plan um, than we were uh, planning on. And so, um, although we're disappointed, we know a lot of people put in a lot of effort, and we are so grateful to see so many people involved um, thinking through uh, the factors and the impact of education on a community. And I know some of those folks um, that were really supportive are very discouraged at this time, and that's totally natural and very understandable. But our job now is to pick up and move forward with what the voters have chosen uh, to make the best decisions we can for the students of, and the scholars in Cedar Hill, as well as the staff. We're going to have some difficult decisions to make. The resources that we have are limited. The competition that um, we're faced with, the, um, uh, the economic issues that are valid and real, that our um, staff are feeling, um, that those all need to be addressed. We're going to have to carefully go through it. We'll be starting the budget process here in the early new year. And uh, with that, we'll be looking very carefully at what major decisions need to be made. And and I just want people to know that no matter what um, situations are or circumstances we're in, the well-being, um, the ongoing education of scholars is our number one priority. And we will make the very best decisions with um, the constraints that we have. And then we'll do our very best to do the job that the voters of Cedar Hill have asked us to do. And so um, with that, we're going to move forward. And I uh, just want to encourage those folks. Um, step forward, we've got uh, to be very creative in the steps that we make to be competitive um, and to move our district forward. So thank you for that. And thank you for the hard work that it will continue to take moving forward. And I I just echo that, and most of all, I want to say, you know, thank you to the staff and for all of their work, and to our community, those community members who were out there fighting, who were out there at the polls, Uh, just thank you to everyone who supported the bond, even though we didn't uh, get it by, get it passed, thank you to them, and uh, especially to our teachers, you know, and for those who are sticking with us, staying with us, thank you, 
thank you, thank you. We appreciate you so, so much. I think, Michael, one of the other items is just to recognize whether you supported the, uh, the four measures that were on the ballot or were against it. We had over 11,000 votes cast on an education matter, and we have been able to work, really put priority on academics, and that's been a great blessing. So I very much appreciate the community of Cedar Hill, even those that dis disagree with the way I see things on the vote. Um, I appreciate the, the recognition and the um, professionalism, uh, the integrity that as a city we can move forward together. Okay, and then I know um, another topic that was um, discussed at the uh, November 7th uh, board meeting, of course the day before the vote was uh, district and campus improvement plans. And I think mostly when we I guess with the bond, that just kind of rolls all in together, yeah. that uh, uh, our district recognizes uh, our, our district uh, super, our superintendent and all the administrative staff recognize that we have work to do. We have work to do in order to improve uh, our academics and to bring them up. I think one of the things I saw uh, at the meeting was people are wanting, they are really looking at where what we need to move forward uh, in the district. Um, each one of our campuses uh, identified what they need to do as a campus in order to raise scores and in order to reach our, our scholars. I think that's one of the most important things uh, that we need to recognize. How do we reach our scholars? Because unless we can reach them, we're not going to bring our scores up. We need to figure out how to reach our, our scholars. And the district, uh, what they're looking for, of course, we want to get back up to a B, uh, where we were. Uh, it, it, it's time to put COVID behind us, and it's time to start looking forward on how do we get there. Yeah, I, I want to encourage those parents that may be watching at this time. And, and the focus that we have as a district is to prove academics. And, and that is not a global decision. That really is scholar by scholar, family by family. And every scholar in every is tracked by their teachers. And they know exactly where they are in the student achievement exams. And as a parent, you should ask the questions of where your student is. Are they at approaches standard? Are they meet standards? Or are they mastering uh, the, the information that's being handed out to them? The other item that they should ask is growth from last year. Um, we're behind overall uh, from as a district, but that doesn't mean every student is behind and every student is not growing. In fact, several are. But for us to make the achievements that we want to see as a district, we want to see more than one year's of growth for every student in Cedar Hill. And there's some groups of students that need to grow by two years worth in a 12-month period of time. And that's going to take family involvement. It's going to take focus. It's going to take um, uh, putting down some of the electronics and picking up a book uh, or parents reading to kids. And it's going to take all of our efforts to 
really get after it. So teachers, we, we want to encourage you. We recognize the hard work and the distractions that you're facing and the amount of um, just the paperwork and the administrative work. Um, but that focus on content, quality delivery, tier one instruction, all of those things, we, we are very supportive and we're very focused on it as a board. We want to encourage you to, to spend lots of time in those areas, and we thank you for the effort you're putting in. Yeah, and I, I want to, you know, just reiterate how absolutely important it is that we are reaching our scholars, yeah. that uh, uh, we are looking at us, I mean our teachers and our administrators are looking at how they are progressing how they are moving forward it, it's it, it we've heard the thing it, it takes a, a village well it, it does it does and i think that's one of the things robert was saying that when he was saying our scholars our teachers administrators parents our community it takes a village it does Okay, so uh, Hilltop Academy is a new credit recovery program, and already they've already graduated two scholars. I know who um, had a chance to um, you had a chance to recognize Hilltop Academy at the recent um, board meeting. Yes, uh, it, it, it's a great opportunity for uh, students, adults, really, who, for whatever reason couldn't finish their degree at the time they were in school and have decided to come back and are really working hard. Uh, Mr. Petty is working with them and getting them uh, prepared. And we, we were really excited to have two of those students uh, graduate uh, this year. Right. Very good. Okay. And then, um, Lake Ridge and uh, Permenter were in the spotlight, so you got to hear from a couple of uh, new principals at those respective campuses. Right. Right. And, and, and again, uh, I think that goes back to district and campus improvement plans. Uh, both of them uh, let us know there's work to be done. There is work to be done. We're not shying away from that. We're not pretending like it's not there. There's work that needs to be done in order for our students to be successful and to achieve. And uh, both of them, both reports, uh, they put up their one thing, and math is a big thing that both of them are uh, working toward this year, raising those scores, raising those, uh, uh, raising those scores. Our student outcome goal number two is uh, regarding Algebra 1. And they are working to make sure our students are moving forward again, approaching, but we want them to be at meets and masters. And that is the goal. That is what they are trying to do. Yeah, the data that we were looking at and that the principals of those two schools was, were providing were the beginning of year data. And that's always the challenge to see how much um, scholars have kind of slipped over the summer uh, in their knowledge and information. And then um, if you watch that um, period of our board meeting, you're going to see some of the board members from 
uh, asking very difficult, very straightforward questions, and our principals responding, uh, recognizing that they they have work to do and the strides that they're making, the implementation processes, the, the, the corrective actions that they're taking with their teachers. Um, they have hurdles that they have to go through, and uh, no one is sweeping under the rug the difficulties that we're facing as a district. Um, and these, these two ladies um, were reporting um, and very strong, very capable, uh, and, and I'm very impressive with the direction of the district. So uh, thank you to them for, for answering our questions, for being upfront and being honest, uh, and, and not trying to sugarcoat uh, the performance or a gloss over it, um, but to head on, um, to take the questions, to respond, to identify the root causes, and to make, make the changes that are needed. And that's, that's how we're going to move forward. Okay, and then you heard from um, Chief Financial Officer uh, Carla Settle regarding the fiscal year audit. That, that was a glaring good point that we had, yes, which means that uh, our finance department is being run, is being directed in a very good way according to all uh, uh, auditing standards that are out there and that they, there were no problems with the audit. The auditors had no problems with our staff. Um, and Robert, you want to talk about our meeting that we had uh, with the auditor. We dismissed all the staff. Yeah. Now that's certainly with um and the way the board structure is set up, we have three board members, including myself, that sit on a standing committee dealing with finances. And the, so we had an opportunity to meet with the auditor a few days before the audit was presented at our board meeting. And through that time, we can ask all the detailed questions, uh, make sure that we understand exactly what's communicated. We can take more time than, than we would have available in the board meetings. And we can ask all of our um, follow-up questions as well. And at the end of that time, and we, again, the information that we had from the audit was excellent. Um, seven years ago when I started on the board, we had five major findings, uh, and it was a tremendous difficulty to, to move forward um, in the district. We did not have the full complement of folks that we needed in our business office, and we had some significant holes. Over the last several years, we've made great strides. We've hired great folks. And uh, this year, uh, Gilberto Pado um, has left us as CFO after several years. And he's now been replaced with Carla Settle. And she has been in place now for several months. And so we wanted to find out at the end of the time how that transition was going. And so we excused all the rest of the administration. That was just the three board members from that standing committee with the auditor. And we could ask very detailed questions. Did it, was there anything that came up? Was there any suspicions? Did they go back and double check anything? Uh, were there any concerns they had that we should look after? How was the transition of leadership going? All of those questions were, were met with a very favorable response um, the, their comment was the district is in excellent hands. The transition from one CFO to the next has gone very smoothly. 
Um, there's great strides being made and improvements even from that time are happening and we're continuing to move the district forward. So uh, we felt very confident in the report that was given to the board and now we have, um, uh, we're, we're applying for uh, different recognition from government entities and accounting boards and auditing uh, groups and we anticipate hearing back that once again um, our audit and our business processes are, are considered as benchmark for districts around the state of Texas. Okay, and then we have a new child nutrition uh, vendor this year was Aramark, and you got to hear from them regarding their uh, child nutrition efficiency report. Well, uh, their report showed that uh, things are going well. Uh, of course, they do their issues that they have to deal with, like supply chain uh, issues and all, but uh, they are, they're feeding, when I've we looked at the report, they're feeding about 4,500 uh, additional uh, folks uh, this year. Uh, and remember, it's not, um, we're, we're no longer subsidizing the cost of all everyone's meals now uh, that they're paying for, but we're feeding an additional kids. And for me, when I, I look at that and think of uh, young folks to know that we're feeding that many more it's like okay maybe it's good food this time <laughs> that they're enjoying what they're eating uh, but they're looking at uh, doing a lot of work expanding menus getting students involved uh, on what is being served so that you know they, they're meeting their needs as well as the needs of the uh what, what is required by uh, the federal government in the state. Yeah, I think this area has transitioned the most um, from COVID. Uh, during that time, the, uh, uh, the Texas legislature allowed us to feed everyone and it was free for all. And uh, we provided breakfast and lunch, dinners, backpack food, went all out to make sure that our families and especially our children were receiving the, the nourishment that they needed uh, to be able to continue their academics. And in Cedar Hill, that is an issue. Uh, in the Southwest, we have families that are dependent on the free and reduced lunch program. Once COVID ended um, this year, that we're back to normal programs. We're, we're normal pay, the kids pay for their meals unless they are on the free and reduced program. And there is a significant number that are um, but that process is back in place. Um, the equipment that is maintaining in 11 campuses that we provide lunch uh, is being maintained and um, the new company is doing a great job. So uh, we're, we're in really good shape. Uh, the funds are there to continue to make slow progress and improvements to make sure kids and teachers are well taken care of during the day. Okay, well, great, thank you for <clears throat> joining me this morning and i wish both of you a happy thanksgiving holiday same to happy, you yeah happy thanksgiving everyone i hope it's yeah. a wonderful wonderful season enjoy your families